Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Do you ever do the game with yourself where you, and sometimes I do it and I scare myself, but other times I do it as like a check-in with how I'm living. Cause again, I, I don't know when it shifted that all of a sudden what was most important to me wasn't what I was accomplishing or what I was doing or what my roles were, but it was who I was being and how I was feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, in very expansive, because I also really had to expand that too, to be like, oh wait, feeling, you also get to feel grief, you get to feel anger, you get to, like, I had to keep expanding those, but do you ever play the game with yourself that's like, okay, if I were to die in a week, how would I feel about that? Like, honestly, like, do you, yeah. do you, do you play that with yourself? Because I check oh in with my life and it's like this barometer of what's truly important that yes. I do kind of consistently. You do that too? Oh my God, all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think since the pandemic, mm -hmm. we were all faced with our own mortality. Mm -hmm. And we were all faced with that question where it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny now, but um, at the time, not so much. But when we went on lockdown here in LA, mm -hmm. I remember um, going to the grocery store and, you know, we all went through that moment of like oh there's no soap there's no toilet paper there's no this and i remember going to the frozen section and there were like these chicken pot pies mm -hmm. and i was like let's get those because we can keep in the fridge in the freezer you know and i was going through coloring books that there were anyway all these things that i was grabbing the essentials right mm -hmm. uh and then in the middle of lockdown, like I think the first week where you're contemplating, okay, this could be the last week. This could be like my last. And I was, I had a moment of this true joy where I'm like, there's chicken pot pies in the oven. The apartment smells amazing. <laughs> we have a candle lit. We don't have a fireplace, but hey, this candle smells too like... <laughs> if we were listening <laughs> to the Mariah Carey autobiography, <laughs> um, oh, I'm yeah. coloring mandalas, uh, and, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this is kind of like the perfect way to go. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I'm having this experience because, again, taking that breath as human beings where you're like, Oh, nobody's rushing out to work and making money. And mm -hmm. the world still goes on. And mm -hmm. I think that was one of the, the realizations of being coherent with who you are. And what mm -hmm. if you wake up every day and there's still this drive to 
do whatever makes you happy. But mm-hmm. I, I think what's so beautiful is that when you're coherent with, you know, I, I always wanted to do that maze. Like you said, mm-hmm. you did it. Mm-hmm. You, you went on the mm-hmm. park, you took your mm-hmm. five minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, it's so joyous to find those pockets of joy every day of doing the simplest and yeah. most, uh, small actions but that will lead you to live a fulfilled life i think mm-hmm. for yes. for years we we always think of like well i can't die before i write my autobiography it's like mm-hmm. trust me you can <laughs> 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 you know so mm-hmm. we we this false sense that we control things yeah, yeah. and this false narrative that you know um that there's things that we must accomplish before we leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a lot of pressure too okay. on these really? souls that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just exploring this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're literally put here to experience and experiment mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. what it feels like to be a soul in mm-hmm. a human body. Yes. And it's yes. funny, this book that I was telling you, it one of the most beautiful things that it, she says is that like, Funny how in this plane we only have five senses. Mm-hmm. When in the afterlife that she describes, like everything happens at the same time. Wow. We can be everywhere. We can be here. We can we can be there. Oh. We can feel. We can. It's joyous. It's so abundant. But mm. being on this plane, she she describes as a limiting mm-hmm. experience. But also, yeah, in that limit in that limiting aspect, also like a very focused one, where it's like okay. Right. Focus on these five. Focus mm-hmm. on being the best version you can be, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. here we are, like I made all this money. Right. Or where it's like, oh, you're gonna lose the game. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's just mm. so. You know, it's so interesting uh, that just came up. And then I actually, I have a, I have a question from Lauren Abrami for you. And I have a question oh. from Mary Lynn Johnson for oh you. Oh my God. We'll go into those Come next. Um, but that, that, how she describes when you leave the body, when you transition is so interesting because after yes. my dad passed, there were a few weeks where it's so, and I, it's so beyond almost like what I can describe, but I've, I literally felt him everywhere, right? Like I felt mm. it all of a sudden it went from like this body and of course, like the grief and the mourning and all the feelings that went into, I so my human Elizabeth in my mind, like would have done anything, right? For him to stay in that body, right? With us. And yeah. yet after he passed and he transitioned, to me, it feels like he, he did the thing that, that she talks about, right? In that book of like, he became so much bigger, right? He became yes. available. He was in everything. And he was then with me, like, as much as I wanted him to be more than ever. And even when, as you know, like now I I write letters to him and I feel very connected mm-hmm. to him. And I, I feel like this whole other stage of our relationship began after he passed, which I never would have expected. Which makes and, so much sense. And I, and I was... I'm having this feeling too. I mean, we we we've mentioned it before we started, but he's here. Yeah, yeah. And also, when you said the bread, I was just <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I can see him right now, like feeding donut holes to Katie, your dog, <laughs> who's also with him. Yes, you know, it's true. And <laughs> talk about it's... carbs. Oh uh, god, but... and they don't have to worry about it because they don't have physical yes. bodies now. So it's just like it all works. 
but it's but, like, but his, ex- but when I go to him now and I'm like, I bring not only my problems, but I look at the world. Right. And I get like, Oh my God, I don't understand this. Or can we, do-? or I bring things that are really just like so beyond what my mind is able to comprehend. And what's interesting is when I, whether it, he comes back through a letter or I kind of just hear his voice in my mind or whether there's signs like also where he is now to me feels so beyond what was like amazing. Like one of my favorite people in the world. Right. And of course. Yeah. Feels like was limiting. So it's almost like so he weird. gets to respond to me from this place of so much more expansion of love and understanding and compassion. If mm. I'm like, dad, can we talk about racism? And he's like, and the letter I'll get back is like, oh yeah, I really was unaware during my lifetime, but yeah, this is big work. Like he'll, and he'll yeah. go into like, and so it's just like this, what is beyond. So anyway, I love you bringing that up about how and I almost was imagining when you were like but we get these five senses to start like we get these five amazing crayons and it's like use these yeah. colors like go all out literally like, like you know and then we get to you know transition at one point and get more colors probably than we can imagine you know but for now isn't that amazing so instead of like getting to the top of the ladder what we're connecting to now is like the invitation to like use these five colors of our senses, like, and mm. being in this present moment, like, oh, it just, it's just so different, right? It is so different yes. than it was 20 years ago. And um, okay. Speaking of the past, this is from Lorna Brownie and I have, oh. you, can, you can answer this kind of in however you'd like probably more cliff notes right because this and i have a feeling maybe in the future she will need to get on an episode with you and then three of us oh my can God, dive i would love that i would that. love that but she was wondering about what your background growing up was like with spirituality and or religion like what you what you grew up with that and then how did you form your own relationship so it's interesting at the beginning of our conversation you were talking about the relationship yeah. you have formed, right? With the divine that you continue to grow yeah. with the divine. Yeah. What was it like growing sure. up and when, if ever, did it shift to then be kind of your own? Well, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> 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 Lovely. I love you. Um, it's so fascinating because I think that first initial approach uh very, very young in Bogota. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic family, not super Catholic at all. But the first, you know, there's memories of my sister's baptize. Um, is it baptize or baptism? Yeah, yeah baptize. Sorry. Or christening. Yeah. No, no, no. Too. Yeah, baptize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First um, thing. Mm-hmm. So these rituals, you know, where it was like, what's going on? It's like, well, God is going on <laughs> sorry but it was very like yeah oh, um don't understand that but okay and then moments of well, i'm going to teach you this prayer that we say to our guardian angel mm-hmm. and i remember like going to bed and just doing this little prayer you know angel de mi guarda mi dulce compañía no me desampares ni de noche ni de día hasta que me pongas en paz y alegría Con todos los santos, Jesús, José y María. So basically, you were saying to your guardian angel um, to please protect you and keep you safe and till, you know, a day where you're joined with 
all the rest of the saints or which was so comforting at some point like i remember feeling okay my my relationship with god my relationship with this um it, it was more comforting in that sense than when i was thinking of a baptism or again then the first communion came and that was a whole other thing because um and no disrespect to anybody but my experience uh, i went to an all-boys catholic high school um where we would have these retreats for for your first communion and it's again this concept of like hi you're nine we're going to talk about your sins and i remember thinking like oh what it's like all those bad things you do and that you have to confess so we're going to talk about confession and then you're going to go into this little uh box and you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me all your sins and i remember checking in and being like hmm when you have to dig deep to find something (laughs) you know that it's not like right like yes i repent i'm like what should i repent about because I don't want to so disappoint weird. this priest. Sorry. Also, do you know that K- K- Lauren was a religious studies major? Oh, and yes. She told me that originally the word sin comes from um, a word that is an archery term that means to miss oh. the mark. So it just meant Ooh. like, oh, you just missed the mark. And then you can try again. And then it was, it was taken by, you know, the That's Catholic crazy. church and made you know, a sin, at, you know, or what felt to me again, like you've, it's not only you've done something wrong, but you are wrong at moments, right? It got yeah. very intense. But to, when she talks about it, she was like, yeah, I was supposed to just be like, oh, you just missed the mark. <laughs> like, let's try That's again. so funny. And so then there you became, are, little you, you're yeah. like, wait, what did I do? So I remember all these up. things. And, and the more I was just thinking about it, it was always related to guilt, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, what makes you feel bad? That's what we want to know, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yes. Um, and I remember like reaching into like my little heart at that time and being like, well, I did fight with my sister over cereal. Should I confess that? I mean, so, so it became this thing about like keeping you in check through my perspective, like I said, um, Mm, and then growing up and, and realizing a lot of other things with my sexuality too. And, Mm -hmm. and how this concept of like well you're going to go to hell mm. um and also we we had mass every monday so every monday and this is i love this we <laughs> we would have to go to mass and we had a gorgeous church like architecturally with it's all stained glass it's insane mm. literally like mm. the way it's constructed it was just a glass structure and so i remember sitting there and the artist in me being like, oh, my God, the colors. Yeah. Oh, my God. Again, the flowers. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this incredible uh, yeah. um, construction that was like, mm-hmm. and the way that the, the light was hitting it. And we would get the reflections on, on every little boy, like a different color and this. Mm-hmm. And it was just so beautiful. And the organ and the music. And, mm-hmm. and then I would go back to reality. <laughs> Oh. And somebody was like, hey, pay attention. You're not paying attention to how they kill this person and sacrifice oh. for. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but so I was always detached from, from a lot of it because I felt like, okay, I don't identify with it. Um, 
And then it wasn't until I think, yeah, around like I was 15 or when my sexuality really took a, a step into my spirituality where mm-hmm. it's beautiful because it made me question mm-hmm. a lot of my existence. Mm-hmm. If, if the God I was told to worship mm-hmm. and the people who were, I was praying to, to protect me at night were also the people who would be sending me to the fiery pit, pits of hell. There was a mm-hmm. disjoint there. There was a yes. disconnection there where I was yes. like, mm. mm-hmm. and there's nobody here to tell me that that's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of spirituality is guided by intuition. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I started listening to my intuition. So I was like, you know what? What if I still love my guardian angel, but mm-hmm. maybe I don't have to go to this and maybe I don't have to be a part of this, but you know what really works for me? Ooh, I love this idea of, you know, um, having people look over me and I have this beautiful idea of, oh, there's a divine presence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started shaping this mm-hmm. through, through also in, in South America, what's so beautiful is that there's so much rituals involved. Mm. So, for example, the lighting of the candle or um, the music and this idea of our loved ones who are no longer in this plane with us mm-hmm. still live on. That's mm-hmm. very South American too. Like I remember mm-hmm. um, how we would pray to these people and we we would always uh, keep images of them around the house and uh, in a very ritualistic and ceremonious way, mm-hmm. if I brought that into my life, um, it would all make more sense in mm-hmm. in my experience. So anyway, to to, to make this more poignant, um, at one point I decided to make my faith and my spirituality tailor made. Mm, yeah, yeah. And once yeah. I did that, okay. everything, yeah. literally everything, clicked. Yes. And everything had a logical way in my mind to work, mm, yes. which is amazing because I'm like, oh, of course, this happens because of this and this. And if I keep mm. gratitude and if I keep this, and mm. and then I do believe that uh, there are no coincidences. So again, I, I've been introduced to the most fantastic people mm-hmm. um, who have influenced so much of this where mm-hmm. literally judgment goes out the door yes. and surrendering enters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yes. thank you, Tosha Silver. Yes. yes Tosha Silver, <laughs> who, I mean, has had such a deep impact and that beautiful feeling of, um, like God is on your side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Which is ridiculous. But when no. you think about it, it's like, oh, this divine team yes. is always rooting for me. Yeah. And no guilt is involved and yeah. no judgment is involved and no things that I have to go lists and lists and lists of. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the only lists I make are gratitude ones, you know, where yes. it's like how this feels and resonates as a healthier experience for me. So, mm. but, but yes, that was the beginning of my journey. (laughs) I love that share. I love that share. And I love, you know, it's that moment of, 
of you talking about being little you and even then, right? Like the appreciation of the beauty and the color and just these things that you just are so called to and that light you up. And that, and what's amazing to me is the very first question about your relationship, like with love and that being divine love, like unconditional love. And I love, cause you mm-hmm. described it as colorful. You know what I mean? And yes, I, I, that's yes. not a word that I, I have used connected to that, but it, I love seeing it through that lens. And then I love imagining you in that moment with being able to find even then in that moment, right? Like the appreciation of all the color streaming into this stained glass. And then also your, your whole system, like guiding you one moment at a time intuitively to this, like you said, tailor-made relationship. And because obviously I feel very similarly about mine and, and also in the tailor-made What's incredible to me too is how much intuitively of rituals of the past, whether some are learned and then some like oftentimes out, like I started gathering pictures of my dad, like in this, what mm. now was an altar, like right up on yes. my desk. Yes. And then it's, oh, I, I, it. I remember like watching Coco, right. And oh my God, that yeah. song, remember me. And like of the, of the honoring and the connection and just passing through the veil. And it's like, so how, we're taught we are in the moments when it aligns like i'm so grateful for the traditions and the rituals that are then passed on you know what i mean and then i also yeah. love what comes through like just the intuition of each of us so that there is a personal one of my big problems that i just had had with the religion was like wait you're telling me i can't go directly to god <laughs> like i have to go to <laughs> someone else like it just made it didn't make any sense to me and again i know that there are things that have been built that so deeply resonate with people, right? And that is the spot to connect with God. And for me, I was like, I have to go, I have to have a personal, (laughs) I can't go to someone else to be connecting to the divine. And, but so I love that so much. I love that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you, you reminded me of this beautiful thing too, that I think when referring to your father, when referring to these people who are no longer with us in this plane, um, I think there's something so wonderful when we get to that point where we realize, honestly, how connected we all are, mm-hmm. where it's like, for me, I, I think about it, for example, um, I've worked with this incredible photographer mm-hmm. and I admire him and he he taught me like, this is how a camera works and this is what a studio is and this and this. And you see so much knowledge in that, you know, mm-hmm. and then a wonderful director and she's um, directing me a certain way and telling me about the art and the craft. And then they're no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. in my meditation, um, I go through these people in my head mm-hmm. and in my soul and my mind and in the middle of meditation and, and, for example, like with your father and stuff where it's so beautiful to be like, okay, we're connected far beyond a human body. And not only that, but that beautiful knowledge that they brought into our lives, like the camera knowledge is still in me and the direct Mm -hmm. knowledge is still in me, but thanks to them, you know? So in a way of invoking their beautiful spirit and Mm -hmm. through meditation, a lot of times I'd be like, help yeah <laughs> you, you mentioned it too where i'm like okay i'm supposed to do the scene and i really have no 
way of help gloria please like mm -hmm. i know that you're the best at this and consulting and and that's the other thing that a lot of things would love and i and my grandmother comes to my mind right now because yeah. um that embrace holding her like she she was a bigger woman and that that i can feel wrapping my arms around her mm -hmm. and that like big bear hug you know that like and when i close my eyes and i do the meditation i can feel that i can mm -hmm. feel the love you know i can feel so mm -hmm. so what's so beautiful too is that all that is still intact and all yes. that like you say it's like and that connection that that just makes me realize how much of all the people who are, are part of my journey I'm just the result of that. So when my turn comes too, it's like, it's so beautiful to think that we're not as individual as we claim to be. Yeah. We are all part of this. Yes. <laughs> you know? And and so it's so beautiful to, at the end of the day, um, tap into that when I say the unconditional love and divine and that source where, I, again, we learn whether it's a physical thing or a technical thing or a spiritual thing, it's all, we're all the best version of the other person, you know, and what's left. I mean, yeah. I'm so grateful. Oh, such a beautiful share and response. Mm. I know Lauren will love it. Um, but <laughs> um, my, my mom's question, which again, you, but it's interesting. I'm going to add a little different spin to it. Um, I love it. And just so again, that we can talk a little bit about some of the things we don't usually talk about. Yes, because my mom's yes. question was, how can you be so loving all the time? And so that was the question. And my question for you is, because I know exactly what she's talking about. And I know because she, every time you were in touch with her, she receives this like incredible love, every like this appreciation. And so I want, yeah, how, and a part of me goes, so is the question, how can you be so loving all the time with her and, or I also want to know when you don't feel the most loving, right? Yeah. Like just so that, because the, and do you, when you are in a place where you don't feel loving or don't feel an appreciation or don't do you like hide out do you hide? I'm just curious yeah when you don't feel yeah. like you're your most loving self what do you do and then how do you really commit to which again you've answered this throughout this whole conversation right I love this. um but yeah so yeah when are you not loving and what do you do and then how do you consistently like um connect to and respond from love in relationships like especially in yeah. connections with other people well i have a i think what kind of feels simple to me <laughs> answer but it's like when i take perspective it, it always works because if i were somebody and no disrespect again who had to go to a job where I'm miserable, mm. where I'm sitting behind a desk where I'm miserable. If I'm in a relationship where I hate being in, if I'm surrounded by people that I don't draw inspiration from, you know, mm -hmm. I think my life would be very different. Mm -hmm. So I think the loving comes so innately and so wonderfully because I'm like, I love seeing these people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I yeah. love going to work. I love yeah. this city. 
Yeah. I love my partner. I love, and mm-hmm. so, so it's almost like living in a ice cream shop. <laughs> yes, there are days where I'm sure, like I'm like, you know, it's hard for me to draw, because um, we all go through this. And we we were talking. What's so beautiful too is recognizing the yin and yang, where it's mm-hmm. like sometimes everything seems so overwhelming, mm-hmm. and finding that that path back to love um but i think honestly to me it's like you're a loving person when you are consciously also put yourself in loving situations yeah true um true. which comes a lot from um self-worth and self-loving yes and i think intuition, for the, i want to say yes, too, following yes. that intuitive part that said I'm going to follow this path to the exactly. right, even though life was telling me to go left. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and what's so amazing too, and and um, it's almost believing that there's no other way this could go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I remember tapping into going to to school at Emerson where we met, um, and thinking right before they're like, okay life is throwing at me like you have to be an architect you have to be a businessman you have to be this you have to get a woman and marry yours mm-hmm. you have to do this you have to and it's like uh no <laughs> sorry like because that's just not the way it's meant to be for me mm-hmm. but there was always this sense of like there is no other way i can see like i think and that's part of visualis- visualization, sorry, mm-hmm. that's so beautiful and empowering is that and we have this intuition and, and emotional guidance system that's so beautiful where if you play scenarios in your head, and I think acting has a lot to do with it too, but where I would close my eyes and be like, okay, I'm going to business school. Ooh, everybody's dressed so conservatively. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm going to raise my hand because I have a question. Oh, it's a very stupid question to them. Oh, ooh, what, what's this textbook? Oh, what is all this numbers? Oh my God, this makes me feel miserable. Close that window, you know? And then I was like, what if I go to Boston? Oh, this, okay. New experience. And oh, the people are dressed differently. Oh, this one expresses themselves this part and they express them, themselves this way. And all of a sudden it's like, there are no stupid questions. Everybody's rolling on the floor pretending to be animals or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that sounds like fun. Perfect. Uh, so I'm like, you resonate and you know exactly yeah. what feels good in your body. Yes. You know yeah. exactly what feels good in your mind. The same, I mean, with the human being that we are, you know, where it's like, well, the idea of me getting married to a woman and having kids, it felt like that was not my path. Mm-hmm. And again, if you go through the motions, it's so easy to immediately feel, you know, red flags or mm-hmm. <laughs> to, or to get down. that little, yes. yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too, where you're like, okay, how this develops day by day is by taking accountability to, really tap into your your most inner truth yeah and from a place of gratitude again and be like mm-hmm. okay how does this feel and how would this feel and again does it serve a higher purpose because i keep saying like i would be if i go through those motions and i would go on to business school 
and by some miraculous <laughs> opportunity would have graduated. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would be a very mediocre bis- business person. And mm. what am I contributing to society? Mm. What am I, I would probably be contributing this man who's bitter about his work mm. and who's bitter about his life and who's bitter about his, you know. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's it's more like how does it serve a better purpose? Um, and and I think I brought this in other conversations. Sorry, um, and I don't know if this is a really random thought, but when I think of cavemen. Mm. <laughs> and yeah and i think of mm-hmm. okay here we are humans on this earth and i'm like oh you're really good at running after you know that tiger to get our food and you're really good at collecting nuts from that tree and you're really good taking care of the children and mm-hmm. it all made sense mm-hmm. like you're you're mm-hmm. literally living a life to what your best potential is Oh, you're good at this? Do that. Uh You know what I mean? And I really don't understand how thousands and thousands and billions or whatever Uh of years here we are. And it's like, Uh yeah, you're really good at this, but no, sorry. That doesn't give you money. This doesn't give you stability. This doesn't give you this. Yeah. So... Uh I think uh-huh. we had it right. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was like draw strength from the best things that you're good at. Yes, yes. It reminds me of that story that Marion Williamson talks about where she talks about like asking God to guide you in your purpose, right? Where do you want me to be of service? Which is always one of my favorite. Like, okay, divine, where do you need me, right? Like, yes. it's, and, and, and she was saying how a friend came to her and she was saying, you could just ask. And the friend was like, well, but what if God wants me to be an accountant? Like, I would hate that. Yes. And then Marianne Williamson was like, um, God knows you're really bad with numbers. God's not going to make you an accountant. You know what I mean? It was this like, you're not and pay. I think, and it's interesting coming from places like many of us do where we connect to God with punishment or guilt or sacrificing yes. or things where, again, exactly. you lost it felt like something was being taken for you to, for you to be loved by God. And then again, this place that we, I'm so incredibly grateful, like for my relationship with God, the universe, the divine, because it's like, again, I, the only person, the only thing that gets in my way really is myself, right. Or these human things like, and it's like it, but still to this day, I do have to remind myself, right. That like, when I say that, okay, okay, divine, where do you need me? That that actually is, again, I'm asking a fully loving energetic. I'm asking exactly. like a really caring, kind, super creative yeah. um, like entity or energy, right? That also wants me to be joyful. And it's so interesting because exactly. many t- times as I've experienced that, I still have that piece. It's like, oh, this time I'm going to really be punished. And it's like, <laughs> Elizabeth, come on. That's not even what you believe. Like, Isn't and so it, it is. And I always think of that, like, Elizabeth, God's not going to make you an accountant. God knows, like the divine knows <laughs> and the divine, you know, and as we listen to that, we keep, but so I, I love, love that response. I, I know my yeah. mom is going to love that response. I love I love you so much. I love um, you. And I, I love this idea again of like, God is on your side. Yeah. Your team is on your side. Yeah. And and so everything that presents itself, it's the way it's supposed to be done. Because okay. 
when we tap into that guidance and that divine um, kind of like road and, and system, mm-hmm. there's never something that's going to be like, ha ha, let's see how he deals with this. Right. You know? Right. And I think for right. years too, like when you look at the history of, of the Greeks and all these things, it's like when you have a God of war, you have a God of this, you have a lot of it really it's played off through history of like, Aha, I'm going to send you a typhoon. And, mm. and that brings a lot of existential questions to, to us as humans where we're like, why me? Why this? You know, like mm. if I'm behaving a certain way, why am I getting these complications? Or, or mm. um, And I think, again, a lot of the things that we most wonder about, they really are coming directly from ourselves. Like you said, you're the only one who can get in the way of you. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's like the thing that feels the most punishing is the human mind. And again, we can evolve that. We can heal that. We can do, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to stay like that. But I do oh, think because God, of, right? Um, okay, so final. Well, first of all, I just want to say, if people want to connect with you, want to stay connected to you, want mm. to watch your work, like yeah. how, I mean, I want to I want to just first put out and recommend the sh- the beautiful like uh, show that you're in piece of art uh-huh. that you are in keep breathing on Netflix I would I would recommend that just like first and Thank do you. yeah how can people connect anything else you would want to ha- um to share with people or where they could find you just to, like stay connected to you and your and that's your so path. sweet Thank you um well uh, a new modern way <laughs> look at me <laughs> talking about Instagram modern <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Uh, it's a great way always at uh, Espinosa Juanpa, uh, which um, it's a great way. I try to read everything and respond to everybody. Um, and again, through work, thank you for keep breathing. I'm so excited. And yeah. and again, uh, another side note, um, it's so beautiful. For example, when it has come to my work to be able to share with you and your mother and all my loved ones, because going back to our little conversation too about how that love expands yeah. is when you get to share it with somebody, when yes. you get to, mm-hmm. you know, we can work a hard and, and if nobody's experiencing that, that we love, we, we, we want our loved ones to experience this. So I'm very grateful for the chance I've gotten to share that with you guys. Mm, we're so grateful too i love when you when we saw i watched keep breathing with my mom and then you faced i like texted you and you faced us, <laughs> and we're just both like i'm just like weeping and you're like crap we're just we're all crying oh my gosh well and then this super quick story just because i think it's no, hilarious no, no, and then we'll do we'll do the last question but please. is i always think of when we went to spring break in Aruba and again I don't even know why I'm bringing up this story but I I I seeded it at the beginning so now I have to because you know um no please please, 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 please. but how we get to uh, two things (laughs) about it that were the funniest things to me and then I want to hear what you said we we show up we're checking in and you have this part of your humor that is very (laughs) different than my humor where you will just like make something up completely make something up and then and it's like you're practicing your acting and i will be mortified but when we when we checked in maybe i'm misremembering this like exactly 
And they were like, oh my gosh, welcome. Are you here on a special occasion? And you said, yes, it's our honeymoon. Do you remember? <laughs> right? When yes. You, you said it. And then you told everyone. And then I was like, my cheeks are so red. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then the whole week, <laughs> everyone was just congratulating us on our honeymoon and mm-hmm. suspicious of you going out dancing when I would go to bed. Exactly. And, um, but my but my very favorite story is so then the first day we get there and we're, we talk about gratitude. We're like, oh my God, look where we are. We're so grateful. I can't believe it. Did that. And we get we we're like, look at this beautiful beach, and no one's on this beach. We have the whole <laughs> beach to ourselves. Like, how lucky are we? Like, oh my, we're just in our bubble of gratitude. And no one's on the beach. Like, and we bring down these beach chairs and I slather myself in sunscreen. And then a minute later, the wind picks up to like <laughs> 25 miles per hour. And this pelting sand, it was like we were being stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> and we're constantly, and we look at each other and we're like, this is why no one's on the beach. Of like, course. And they saw us, some people saw, saw us go out there, and nobody warned us that in <laughs> Five minutes, you're going to be experiencing something very painful. Um, that's hysterical. But yes, uh, but talk about how seeing it through this lens too, I think. Because um, from what I remember too, like we we went there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing is like, oh, are you like a lot of people assume it's a wedding destination yeah. or the way I feel we've always been so affectionate with each other too mm-hmm. um, from a very genuine place. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. uh, also the people at the front desk were very like, Oh, I said your honeymoon. And I did not deny it. And I <laughs> ran with it. You ran with a part of, I part of me. This is horrible. <laughs> were we getting a free stuff? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was like, let's get a free bottle of champagne <laughs> or a bottle, a, a bottle of water. And these day and age would be perfect too. But, um, I just remember thinking like, Oh, maybe we'll get stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it was wonderful. But also do you remember this is funny, um, that we would go out to dinner and we met this lovely older couple. Yes, yes. And they were like, are you guys on our on your honeymoon? <laughs> but again, everybody was like assuming these two, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we were honest with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we became friends and they yeah. invited us. They paid for our dinner. Yeah, I remember that. I remember How beautiful that. Was that. And then what was ironic too is it was my 21st birthday. And yet the drinking age there is 18, so it didn't matter. (laughs) And I was just like nursing a broken heart of my first love. And you were just so, I just, again, I look back at the, I have a picture. I'm going to try to find it. And maybe I could try to post it with this. Oh, I have some. Us on the beach, right? Yes, I have And just our silhouettes with the sunset. Oh, Mm. we're going to have to get those. So, but I'm just so grateful because I, I feel like we already were, so connected and like meant to be so connected and then to have experiences like that which um i don't know they're in there they're just like oh my god yes and and again talk about unconditional love where um you find soulmates along the way and you find people who you you said it so beautifully at the beginning of our talk where there's times where i mean I'm going to sound so old, but <laughs> well, <laughs> when, when I went back to Columbia after we graduated, yeah. we yeah. we didn't have the internet like we have right now in the sense of 
calling was a thing and and I would yes. get calling cards that were $20 yes. and you would get like yes. 10 minutes. Yeah. So maybe our our way of relating at the time too was very like I'll send you a Christmas card and yes. we'll talk once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even through those um and and again go back to connection and unconditional love where the amount of growth and the amount of experiences that we have gone through in this mm-hmm. lifetime and what's so beautiful is that we i at least think like i've learned so much from you in the sense of like not having to go through it personally mm-hmm. but drawing that inspiration and drawing that beautiful thing and and the same with your love you know mm-hmm. and the same with watching you uh, be in your element at facing every every step of the way i'm so proud of you and mm-hmm. it makes me so happy that i get to experience this i'm very grateful to see you like that mm, i'm very grateful too i'm very mm. i'm just imagining like 19 year old well i guess it was 21 year old us on the like beaches of aruba probably drinking that mm. free bottle of champagne <laughs> i'm like oh in 23 years when you live in la yeah. with your amazing guy and i live in maine with my mm. wife who'd have thunk it like at the time and and here we are having this conversation you know that we've lived into and i think my last question before we go Please. is where is love calling you now and next? Oh, that's beautiful. Um, for me, it's an ever-changing situation. And I think what's so beautiful is to a lot of times be still and listen. Mm-hmm. And I think if I do the exercise, and I'm being completely honest at this moment, it's a lot of it is coming from stillness mm-hmm. and I love that again it feels very I feel like a transition is about to happen mm-hmm. and so I think when you give in to the divine you give in to love too you trust that again when you have a beautiful team that's on your side mm-hmm. you can't go wrong so mm-hmm. I'm open to to what's next in the sense of guiding myself through intuition and guiding, let letting the experience find me. And it's yes. so gorgeous too, to think that hopefully I'll be able to fly soon and see my family and like, and, and just the thought of that, like I was telling the way I, I described giving my grandmother a hug. It's mm-hmm. the same way I feel in this life to, to go back to Colombia and go, go see my friends and, it's going to be very, very exciting. So I think that's where, where I have to be at the moment. I feel. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I love so it. much. Oh, no, like, so just, much fun. Oh, thank you for your shares, your no, transparency, your. I also just we didn't even talk about so many so many things. So there will be another time, but Please. the courage yeah. that you have. Um, stood in during times in your life to be more and more you and publicly. And I just like know the, I don't know specifically, but I know deeply the immense ripple effect of you being honest about your spirituality, about your sexuality, about your emotions, about your deep appreciation for this life. Like, 
it's like the more I've just witnessed, right? This like you mm. being more and more you. And again, in a way that is very public. And um, I just can't help but feel so deeply that the divine is again has you right in this path as it is meant to be. Like, and it is so, of course, for mm. you. And it is so, it's so much bigger too, you know. And I love you. I love I you. Love I you love so you so much. I'm so you. grateful for this opportunity. Uh, and I hope, again, everybody finds um, that beautiful way to connect to that unconditional love. Yeah. And wish everybody just absolute joy and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. you. I love you. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, Thank you. We send you so much love. And we're so glad you were here for this conversation on love. So until next time, I love you, my friend. And I love you all. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye. I would like to give a deep heartfelt thank you to all of those who are a part of our love says patreon community those of you who have joined us and are connected to and supporting this podcast i want to thank you for your support and your generosity and for allowing us to continue to create and produce and share these conversations and these episodes We are deeply, deeply grateful for you. So thank you. And if you'd like to join us over at Patreon and support this work and receive some extra meditations and bonuses and things we're creating over there, you can head over to patreon.com and search for The Love Says Podcast. We are so grateful for those of you who are Patreon members or those of you who will become Patreon members because you supporting us allows us to create and share this work. Thank you so much and so much love to you.